Good day, everyone, and happy almost Valentine's Day. Um, I'm like the keeper of fun facts. So I just wanted to clear something up. St. Valentine was possible was a Christian martyr, possibly multiple people. And the short story is we send cards to each other on Valentine's Day, his saint day, because he either sent many letters while being imprisoned in Rome, or maybe because he fell in love with the jailer's daughter while he was imprisoned and wrote her a love letter the night before his execution. And he signed off with your Valentine. I like the second version myself, but uh, I think it's just good to remember <laughs> that <laughs> this this holiday is based on a Christian martyr. <laughs> it's kind of just a funny like twist of the story. I'm assuming you learned that in college in your degree. Uh, no, I've learned it since. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Ashley and I were talking about Valentine's Day and wine and chocolates and... You know, how did we get from a Christian martyr to wine and chocolate? Who knows? But (laughs) then we started talking about, is wine and chocolate really a thing? And decided, let's talk about it. I'm Haley. This is Ashley. We are Whole Cluster Conversation. So yeah, with that, let's start with the history of chocolate and wine pairings now that we have the history of uh, (laughs) the martyr. (laughs) I don't know exactly where the history started with chocolate and wine pairings. I'm sure someone along the way has done a bunch of research and has a theory on it. My personal theory after doing some research is when you have really good wine— it's like an indulgence. And when you have really good chocolate, that's also an indulgence. So I think that's kind of how we got the two and put the two together. I do believe that this new wave of wine and chocolate pairings and how popular they've become is is kind of a recent thing. Like I don't think 50 or 100 years ago, people were talking about wine and chocolate pairings. They might've been talking about food that goes well with wine, but so I think that's kind of a new thing. Okay. Um, I think about, yeah, to kind of getting at that history of things and how, you know, just the old trade routes with wine yeah. coming from the kind of, you know, European states and then, you know, chocolate, I'm assuming kind of coming from South America and then like how it became kind of what you were saying, an indulgence. Um, nowadays, if we had talked a little beforehand. It's a little bit more... It's easier to find chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the day, it was definitely a special tea thing. Yes, very special. So my question really is, and I think it's kind of silly, but it's just why of like all the foods do we pair these two items together? And it's like, you know, we'll talk about, you know, I've been kind of posting recently about <laughs> my burritos and wine and nachos and wine and like weird things. And and we'll talk about other food that pairs. But I feel like, you know, that's always kind of like a, it's not as popular as wine and chocolate. Right. So why, why is it that these two things have kind of gone together? I think that one of the reasons wine and chocolate are lumped together is because they're both very complex and they both Mm. have to do with fermentation. So, Mm. and I'm sure just like I I learned... I had forgotten about that. Yeah, just like I learned that Drosophila is the correct way to pronounce fruit fly. (laughs) I'm sure I'm going to get something wrong about the chocolate making process because I didn't look into it, but I'm pretty sure once the 
beans or the fruit is harvested, you you ferment the seed pod, I, I think. And that's one of the reasons why you get so many complex flavors in chocolates. Just like coffee, same thing with coffee. Like So many foods that are fermented have much com- more complex flavor profiles. So I think that might be part of it is that it's kind of like this puzzle of like trying to fit together complex wine and then complex chocolate flavors and figuring out which goes together. But honestly, I also think that getting back to why we maybe started doing it in the first place, that kind of indulgence factor of like you're having this really special wine, you're going to have this really special other stuff is probably the same thing. Like if you are not somebody who drinks a lot of wine and then you want to like Mm -hmm. splurge and get a really beautiful bottle to celebrate something, then you might also be splurging on other parts of that experience like chocolate or food to pair with it. Now we, you know, many of us drink wine on a daily basis and good wine. So Mm -hmm. it's maybe a little bit different. But I think that might be why we started really putting these two together. I don't, so, and, and I should say this early on in this conversation, wine and chocolate is really hard to pair, but we've made it into this thing of like wine and chocolate pairings. And so many people in the wine industry talk about it, but very few people talk about how difficult it actually is to get a good pairing between mm-hmm. wine and chocolate because Interesting. most wines that we're drinking are dry and most chocolates, they are have... sweet. Well, not even sweet, but just that like they're going to bring out different flavor profiles when you mm-hmm. put them together. It's like when we talked about blending, like just because you have add this and this, it doesn't mean there's becomes a sum. Like it's, it's they're too complex mm-hmm. to do that. There's way too much other stuff going on in the background. So sometimes you're like, oh, wow, this, this uh, wine reminds me of whatever. And then you pair it with a, a chocolate that's similar, like... Um, you know, maybe cherries or something. And, you know, this wine reminds me of stewed cherries. So you get like a chocolate that has a cherry in it. And then you're like, wow, those taste horrible together. <laughs> or maybe they taste great, but it's it's never super easy. If you have a chocolate pairing and a wine, or chocolate and wine pairing that you go to, congratulations. It's so hard. And so pat yourself on the back and, and take that to the, your next party because, yeah, it's way yeah. harder than it looks. <laughs> Well, as you're talking, I was just thinking about how the importance of splurging a little bit and getting the real and the good chocolate. I am a dark chocolate person. And I think that's just because in general, I I do have my sweet tooth for some, you know, times, but I am generally a savory person. And so I kind of like sweet things that are savory or (laughs) more complex. Um, And so... Uh, yeah, that's one thing that I was thinking about during this conversation is don't just do like Hershey's or right. something that's actually has a really low amount of cocoa in it, right? Um, cocoa, but actually getting that higher level because that, like you said, will bring in those complexities. And there's also other co- uh, things with chocolate that are sorry <laughs> I was just thinking how they are like an antioxidant right. or compounds uh, qualities in the chocolate that 
are kind of similar to kind of the wine. So I wonder yeah. if there's a level of that of why people want to pair them together. Yeah, so. that's very possible. And maybe those super complex flavors that come in because of some of those, like the tertiary flavors that we talk about because mm-hmm. of the fermented aspect might be yeah. also enhanced when you add them with other similar things. I was just thinking about something you said about the the savory aspect of things. And I wanted to, I know that we probably will get into this later, but I feel like it's a really good time to throw it in that if you are doing your own chocolate pairing and you're like, oh, I just, this doesn't work. I don't like that with that. And you have different, first off, have multiple wines open. Be willing to do that, to like try it. Have some friends over if Mm -hmm. you want. Have multiple chocolates and multiple wines and just, just experiment, try different things. Even add different chocolates together if there's like a really plain chocolate or one that has nuts in it or, you know, it doesn't have to be exactly what you bought from the store. You can kind of make your own. But also my trick that when I try to make pairings is salt, especially mm. when I'm working with our wines. If you add a little bit of salt to things, I feel like the pairings become a little bit easier. Whether it's you add salt to something sweet like a chocolate or mm-hmm. whatever it might be, or even adding a little extra salt to a savory dish if we're trying to make a pairing for a dinner or something like that. Good hint. Yeah, so kind of with that, let's go into the nuts as a bolts of like how to to go ahead and pair wines and chocolate together. Yeah. I saw a lot about working with sweeter wines. And I think that's a really good mm-hmm. way to start, especially if you're not super experienced with trying to make pairings yet. Make it easier on yourself by starting with a little bit sweeter of a wine. Um, it doesn't have to be like a dessert style wine, but just maybe like a Riesling that has some residual sugar because it's going to be more forgiving. Really? I would have totally thought the opposite. And maybe <laughs> it's because I had a really bad experience recently in this <laughs> episode, <a> <laughs> pairing up to it where I yeah. went just like sweet, sweet, and it was no bueno. So, right. or not good. Um, so, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Tell me more about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it just um, that sweetness in the wine makes it a little more forgiving with the flavors that you're trying to pair. It's not going to bring out as much of the because you have sweetness in the wine, the tannin isn't going to be as strong because cacao has a lot of tannin in it. Like, that's what you're extracting from the seed practically, just like you are with wine. I, I really like that idea. And then the one that kind of goes with what we were just talking about, like adding salt and like kind of going that savory route is. If you are going like a savory chocolate, like say a mole, Mm -hmm. yeah, right? Like (laughs) we usually don't think about mole and and that kind of stuff when we're thinking about chocolate, but it is. And that you definitely have, you can do moles and other things that are savory with chocolate that make it that much Mm -hmm. more versatile, I guess. The things that I saw uh, online were suggesting a lot of Rieslings that have maybe maybe not super sweet, but just have a little bit of residual sugar or things like ports and dessert wines are a little bit easier to find pairings with because they do have that sweetness as well. And when you're doing that, you don't have to go with a super sweet chocolate either. You might want to go with a more, more cacao content than if you were trying to do a dry wine. You kind of want to have this balance, just like we've talked about with other things. If you have a super big wine, you're probably going to want to have kind of a big chocolate because if you have like this super delicate chocolate, but this really big wine, you're probably just going to taste the wine and not the chocolate and vice versa. If you have a really delicate wine, you might want to go with more of a delicate chocolate. 
I know a lot of people that love dark chocolate are not into white chocolate. No. I've actually <laughs> had some really good white chocolate bark from the Boise Chocolate Bar. They do a really nice job not of chocolate. I know. <laughs> I'm but sorry. but I think it does bring in some different flavor profiles. So if you're having trouble, that's actually easier to pair with because it doesn't have chocolate, true chocolate in it, and it's got a higher sugar content. So mm-hmm. don't don't count that one out. But I think the theme here to keep in mind is if you're starting out or you're having trouble, sweeter wines to pair with kind of the the bigger chocolate flavors, um, especially, and just keeping that in mind, like the balance of if you have big wine, go with a bigger chocolate. If you have a delicate wine, go with more delicate flavors. Okay. I have a couple of good Mm. pairing or questions. (laughs) How, what do you think pairs well with champagne um, or other, you know, similar sparkling type wines? I think that when you're talking about any kind of pairing and you talk about a specific wine that you love, don't fall into the I love this wine, but it doesn't pair with this food that I love. Like you can adjust, you can find kind of different variations of that wine or different variations of that food. Just like you posted recently your picture of Chile Verde Burrito and some of our wine. Like It was such a good combo together. (laughs) Yeah, but so many people would not like, they'd be like burritos and wine. I don't know. Sparkling wine and burritos. No, just try it. I mean, the worst that's going to happen is going to be like, oh, that wasn't the best pairing. Uh, Maybe we should get a different bottle of wine open. So Mm -hmm. what? (laughs) That's my first piece of advice. But then my second piece of advice specifically with chocolate is if you're in a mindset to celebrate, And this was something that I read a lot of places, especially with Valentine's Day as the theme. Like if you're celebrating with champagne, it's really easy to add any chocolate almost. Um, Mm. Most champagnes or sparkling wines are going to have a touch of residual sugar up to a lot of residual sugar. So that just depends on the style of champagne or sparkling wine you're drinking. And that will make it a little bit easier to pair with other chocolates. I will say typically champagnes have more delicate or Sparkling wine and champagne have more delicate flavors. So maybe try some of those more delicate chocolate uh, flavors as well. Like maybe don't go with like the big, bold, like hit you over the head chocolate. Maybe something that's a little more subtle. (laughs) I'm going to jump to my second wine pairing thought. What about peanut butter and dark chocolate, which is like my favorite chocolate. Yeah, I think you did some research on this. I could get so, so fat on this. <laughs> <laughs> I know that we, we've, uh, I think you've had more than one experience trying to pair that chocolate with some wine. So what did you find that you thought worked and what you thought didn't? Uh, well, I haven't tried them recently, but one of the things when I was looking it up, trying to figure out, you know, how I'm going to pair my favorite chocolate with a good wine in the future is it was saying like dark red Cabernet Sauvignon was really good. Again, kind of getting to what you were saying earlier, the nuances of the wine and pairing something similarly. So it was saying to find wines that are light, sweet. They were saying like ports or sherries, Mm. things that kind of have those nutty flavors that would pair well with the nutty flavor of the peanut butter. Obviously, again, I like to get the dark chocolate. So usually I splurge for something a little bit more than a Reese's peanut butter cup to get my dark chocolate with the peanut butter. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's 
again, just thinking of those more complex flavors, right. uh, which is really interesting to kind of bring that back with why I enjoy that. Yeah. The other thing I was saying that stuff that's just kind of darker flavored wine, like the stuff that has blackberries and cherries and those dark fruits is right. another good pairing to go with the dark chocolate of the peanut butter. The so. thing that I like to think about too is like, what do you like to like peanut butter and jelly? So if you're having a peanut butter chocolate, yeah, maybe pairing mm-hmm. something that has more of those fruit flavors with it could actually like, those are very different flavors, mm-hmm. but they can pair really nicely together, just like you were saying. Or the opposite side of that is you want something that has more nutty flavors so that it kind of, the similar parts kind of work together. That's There's actually a trick that a lot of people use in the industry when they're making pairings, which is if they're going to do like a pairing menu, they actually infuse some of the food that they're pairing. So say they're pairing like salmon with a Chardonnay. They actually Mm. sear that salmon in a Chardonnay-based sauce Okay. Because then it that like similarity actually comes across in the food and makes it uh, the pairing seem that much more poignant. Ah, I will also. I just want to bring up one last thing. When I was trying to look up my whole peanut butter cup thing, yeah. because that's a popular, I think, gift for Halloween. Uh-huh. I found <laughs> quite a number of articles about pairing your Halloween candy with wine. <laughs> Which yeah, just seemed it was like crazy, but yeah, I found this really great website that just had all these ridiculous Halloween candies. Well, not ridiculous, but just but why would I ever candy. drink that? Yeah. One? yeah, kid candy. Like, why would I eat that <laughs> with wine? But go spend think- the day after Halloween with your niece, and then you'll be like, ah, oh, this is what parents do. They steal <laughs> or they tax their kids' Halloween candy while they're drinking their wine and then they need to know what goes with what. <laughs> yeah. So um, I just thought that was kind of fun to, to play yeah. it into like other types of sweet things. I love that, that somebody's like done the work for you too to be like, okay, guess what guys? <laughs> Surprise pairing. This looks really good together. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So that's pretty much all the questions that I had. Was there anything else, Haley, that you wanted to bring up? Or maybe what is your, I've kind of shared mine. What is your favorite like chocolate and wine pairing? <sighs> I I never really trust myself to have good chocolate in the house. It's just gone so fast. So <laughs> mine usually has to do with just... Uh, if I think something's going to go really well with with uh, wine, some some chocolate's mm-hmm. going to go well with this wine that I'm I'm enjoying, I'll just grab a couple uh, chocolate chips and and see if it really does. So okay. yeah, not not super exciting. <laughs> but, Dude, that's I never had candy growing up in the house, and yeah. that was kind of my thing. Was I would yeah. eat chocolate chips as candy? <laughs> Completely. Yeah, that's I I think that the big thing that I like to tell people is just experiment, try things out. You'll be surprised at what you find, but be willing to open different bottles and be willing to have different chocolates open at the same time so you can really experiment well. Okay, I just have to really quickly, I opened up this article. I know this is going back, but just to kind of end on a couple of fun notes and I will go through the Halloween candy. (laughs) I know it's Valentine's Day, wrong time of year, but there's a couple that are fun with chocolate like Snickers and Syrah, Kit Kats and Pinot Noir, Hershey's Milk Chocolate Bar and Zinfandel. Interesting. Um, 
And then it's not a fish, but I really like it that Swedish or not a chocolate, it's a whatever. Yeah. Swedish fish and rose. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> so yeah, we'll have to share that one. Yeah, definitely. Well, we'll have a lot of stuff in the in the notes too, just like uh yeah, stuff that we both found along the way. Definitely, just like you support your local wine shop, support your local chocolate shop. Most towns have a little chocolate shop and they're mm-hmm. usually great resources. So go in, buy some chocolate. There's a couple in the Willamette Valley that are uh, yeah. kind of a pairing of both, like the chocolate shop and the yeah. wine shop. So check those out. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. And uh, if you've enjoyed this episode of our podcast, please let us know by subscribing and reviewing it on all of the different platforms that you listen. Also, if there's any topics that you would love to hear, us discuss or you have any additional questions, let us know. Shoot us a direct message on Facebook, Instagram, or you can even write us an email at wholeclusterconversation at gmail.com. So until next week, ciao. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of Whole Cluster Conversation. Music provided by Michael Johnson of Grand Falconer. Audio production provided by our friend Ukiah Bogle. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you like to listen. Ciao.